Rooster Production brings you Under the Water Tower, presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Crane and Derek Biglane. Morning, Matt. Morning, Derek. Uh, more like Happy New Year, Matt. Absolutely, Derek. Happy New Year to you. 2022, getting started this morning. Yeah, we are back in the studio, ready to get back at it. We uh, thank y'all for allowing us to have a week off. Really enjoyed my week. Got a, a lot of things done, a lot of family, a lot of travel, uh, but ready to get back at it. And uh, we actually have a, uh, a new sponsor that we'll be talking about here in just a few minutes. But Derek, you did mention very busy, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that in our uh, words from the holiday weekend. That's what we'll say. And we have some big news, uh, big retail news that happened uh, after we get to our advertisers. But we are so appreciative to kick 2022 off the same way we kicked it off. Uh, we finished 2021 last week by thanking and uh, really, really want to say we appreciate our presenting and studio sponsors. Our presenting sponsor, of course, is Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. Signed on for another year with us. We really, really appreciate Brian and Terry and the team at Team Couch of Birch Realty Group, the number one real estate team for well over a decade in DeSoto County. They possess over 65 years of combined real estate experience. They also possess thousands of closing since 2009. When you've done anything, when it comes to business well over a thousand times, you are doing something right. And Brian and Terry and their team at Team Couch Birch Realty Group, like I said, thousands of closings since 2009. They are ranked nationally as a top performing real estate team. They are full-time, full-service realtors, which means they are available anytime you need them. Now is a great time to list your home here in DeSoto County and they are offering a free, no obligation market analysis. They simply need your address. Give them your address they can tell you all about your neighborhood, your street, your zip code, how long things are sitting on your street, how long until things close. Brian and Terry possess all the analytics that you want from your realtor. Give them a call at 662-449-1700. That's 662-449-1700. Or call Brian's cell phone, 901-461-7653. That's 461-SOLD, S-O-L-D. You can also do a full home search at teamcouch.com. That's teamcouch, C-O-U-C-H, dot com. If you're looking to buy or sell residential real estate in the first three to six months of 2022, you need to reach out to Brian and Terry. Again, so thankful for them being our presenting sponsor. As I continue to say, we're going to talk more about our holidays. But Derek, one thing I did do, I had the opportunity to give a gift to my cousin's husband a few days ago, and that gift was... Some rub from the How to Barbecue Right show. Oh, I bet you that was extremely good. Oh, I had no idea that this guy cooked as much as he does. Did he Did he know? He already knew who Malcolm, oh, Malcolm sure Reed was. Absolutely. I mean, big celebrity Malcolm Reed. Malcolm Reed and his wife, Rochelle, are the owners of the How to Barbecue Right shop, our 2022 studio sponsor. The How to Barbecue Right shop located at 496 Whitfield Drive right here in Hernando. This store has everything a person needs for barbecue, crawfish, and all other kinds of outdoor cooking. Whether it's rubs, sauces, thermometers, cast iron, cutting boards, knives, or some of the coolest high-end smokers on the market, Malcolm's Shop is your place to go. If you've ever seen his How to Barbecue Right cooking videos, you need to stop by his shop today. Give him a call at 912-9947. That's 662-912-9947. Find info on Facebook at H2Q Malcolm Shop. Look on his website, How to bbqright.com that's how to barbecue right.com but kicking off the new year the best thing to do is 
to stop by the How to Barbecue Right shop located at 496 Whitfield Drive right here under the water tower. Thank you again to Malcolm Rochelle for being our 2022 studio sponsor. Well, Derek, the uh, retail news I joked about was uh, had nothing to do with the How to Barbecue Right shop. Did not no. have anything. Had something to do with a much larger shop. And, of course, I'm speaking of everybody who's listening to our show is going to know what I'm talking about. Um, we're recording this on Tuesday morning about 6.30 a.m. Um, and uh, Walmart is closed. Walmart is closed. It has been closed since 2 p.m. yesterday. They did not give much notice from what I could tell. Sometime around lunch. On Monday, they came and said, hey, we're shutting our doors down at 2 p.m., doing a deep clean. Deep clean. I believe that there may have been some uh, COVID cases uh, among the employees. I don't know if it's a tracing issue or actually they actually had it, but they had to uh, be sent home. And so based on that, based on the fact they wanted to give a deep cleaning because that was the corporate's decision and also give them time to restock the shelves, because obviously when you have people out, they are less workers, they're less uh, shift people at being able to put stuff out. So I think the shell has been getting, I haven't been to Walmart probably, I went one time before Christmas. I have not been since then, so I'm not sure how bad the shells were, but I know that uh, Kroger got kind of light there. I was getting a couple things the day or two before Christmas and they had gotten really light. So I imagine, you know, everybody's just going, it's a, you know, that time of year anyway, plus you've got shortages and it's just, uh, you know, un- unfortunate things that happen during this time. But they uh, they did close it. Uh, it will be closed until 6 a.m. tomorrow morning. So all the way from 2 p.m. on Monday to 6 a.m. on Wednesday, it will be closed for the deep cleaning. They do plan to reopen it back up. There will be some masking. All of the will be mandatory masking for the employees. Uh, also, they'll be allowing for employees to be vaccinated uh, at any time during their shift. They can take two hours during their shift to get vaccinated. They can uh, come in on their off time and get vaccinated. They are giving them up to three days if they come down with you know symptoms after the vaccination. They're giving them up to three days off after that. So that, I think they're really trying to encourage them. Uh, and they're also saying that there may be mask signs put up in high tracing area. So I don't know if they've deemed Hernando a high tracing area, but if they have, then you may see something like, you know, ask you to wear a mask. I don't know if they're going to kick you out if you don't, but that is something that they're talking about. And this was a corporate wide release that they could ask it for high tracing or high or areas that have high concentrations of COVID. So just be looking for that. But if you are planning to go to Walmart today, uh, no, you're not. You have to change your, change your plans because you will not be able to go until 6 a.m. tomorrow or after 6 a.m. tomorrow. At this point, Derek, in another press release, Kroger has expanded their Hernando hours. <laughs> They've actually expanded. They're open from 4 a.m. to midnight now. I'm just really kidding. Kroger stock price up $2. Oh, yeah, up exactly. $2. Yeah, Kroger and Hernando stock price uh, increased. Um, wow. So the largest retailer in Hernando closed for 20-something plus hours, 30-something hours. And, uh, again, the uh, Kroger manager got the news and simply said, um, open the doors. Let's go. So it is what it is, but uh, we just thought we'd announce that to you. Most people are going to know that. This is not the Hernando Happenings podcast. It's uh, definitely not, but we like to tell people what's going on here under the water tower. Let's kick off our Tuesday, January 4th show, first show of 2022 with our words. Typically, it's going to be words from the weekend, but I'm going to give it a little change. Let's give our words from the holiday. What you got? Uh, my word from the holiday, man, is resolutions. Okay, resolutions. Resolutions. Big time of year for people to you know start thinking about what they want to do, changes they want to make for the new year, whether it be personally, with their family, with their businesses, et cetera. And so everybody is kind of looking for New Year resolutions. Now, some people will say, you know, I'm done with all that. I don't do those anymore. But I think still some have a, a plan or maybe have an idea about what they want to change in their life. And starting off a new year is a good way to do that. And so mine is resolution. Uh, and I picked that because of resolution. 
resolutions that I made for myself, but also just things over the holiday, just to kind of uh, reminding myself of, you know, just th- that we sh- things that we should be resolute about. You know, family, uh, we spent some time traveling, got to see a lot of family, got to, um, you know, went down to New Orleans for the bowl game. Uh, the outcome wasn't what I wanted, but I had a great time down there. Got to see a bunch of people, enormous amount of people I knew down there, Absolutely. which is, I mean, it almost felt like being in Hernando. You'd walk across the street, see somebody else you knew. So that was really, really fun. You know, the resolution is to do more of that this year. Um, I, I really just kind of been thinking about it, want to make sure to basically live in the present. I think a lot of us are always planning for the future and looking at our calendars. What do we have to do next? You know, trying to cross things off. But I think that, you know, one of my resolutions this year is to live more in the present. And I would like for our listeners to think, hey, you know, we never know what's going to happen with the pandemic. But from everything I've read, the Omicron is basically doing what they've hoped it was going to do all along and given that herd immunity. Uh, it's a much less powerful case. Lethal. lethal. Yeah, that's a better word. Much less lethal case than the other strands. Uh, they, we, you know, it does. It is very contagious, but it's much less lethal. Uh, you know, I think like 73% less I guess, uh, are getting uh, infected and having to go to hospitals and the other strains. So I think that because of that, you're going to see a lot of people get this. You know, may know a lot of people that have it right now or have had it. Because of that, I think they're predicting right now, end of January, middle of February, it's going to have been everywhere. Uh, and more than likely, you will have been exposed to it, whether you got it or not. It's one thing or, or came down with symptoms. But you've been exposed to it. And I think that we may be working to where it's finally considered a coronavirus or like, like the flu, like the common cold. It's going to be with us forever in some form or fashion. But, you know, we've all been exposed and starting having the natural immunity. So because of that, I think 2022, and again, we'll talk about our predictions on Friday. That's on Friday, Friday show. Friday show. But I think one of the things is, is that to make those resolutions to get back out, to live in the present, to spend more time with family and friends, and to stop always trying to, you know, and again, I'm talking about myself personally, but everybody just, okay, what's next? What's the next funny thing? You know, where's the 15 minutes going to, the next new 15 minute thing going to come from and then go away? But to live more just day by day uh, and to really do that. And I, I spent a lot of time over the holiday doing that. And, uh, thinking about, uh, I'm not going to tell you all my resolutions because some of them are boring and, and actually pretty personal, but uh, I think that one of the things I really focused on was making that, that change to live in the present and for all of us just to come back out of this the, this last two years. I mean, it'll be two years, basically spring break March, will be yep. Yep, two years for us. So two, just come, two years since two weeks to stop the spread. That's right. Two that's weeks. That's where we are. It, we're, we're, we're two years into the two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, so we're about two years. I think this is the year we really come out of it. Even those that are, you know, those that are really, really concerned about it, I think even will say, you know what, it, it's here. It's we're going to live with this. So uh, again, that's my word resolution or resolutions, and uh, really looking forward to starting off the new year. Most uh, podcast listeners, do, do you make a? I mean, you're in really good shape. You work out quite a bit. Pay attention to your health quite a bit. Do you make a, a yearly? resolution health wise or are you you kind of I mean that's a year round thing for you health wise like food wise and stuff like that not really it's more I have I have fitness goals that I want to reach okay. yeah so like you're, I have you're fit- not running a marathon this year half mar- no you're not gonna no no well, there will be a, a race involved I'm not gonna say a distance or anything like that there will be a race involved uh, but more it's number of workouts per week number of minutes per week that's what I'm looking at rather than I'll have to do X amount uh, one thing I do have on there I do want to get a bike this year I want to mm-hmm. get a really good road bike I've never biked a my life other than i had a swim that i you know would kind of mess around with but i, I want to get swim swim <laughs> but anyway i mean i think that um 
you know, I, I want to get into biking just to take less pressure off the knees and stuff like that. But that's that's kind of a I will buy a bike this year. Right. Uh, that's on my right. list. But I think so. I do have some fitness goals, but not really. I'm going to eat this, not eat this type things. No. Right. Is your family going to get a bike and, and bike around with you at all? No, probably no, not. No, no, they're not. So this will when be, you when you go to your family, be five a.m. in the morning. Right. Yeah. Okay. It's still be really early. Morning. Actually, uh, I, I'm in on that. Okay. I can do. I, I've got a bike. Yeah. I've got a bike. I did it during COVID. Evelyn and I would go and enjoy the bike mm, and stuff right, like you that. Did. Yeah, I've got a bike. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's not the best bike by any stretch, but I mean, it can, you know, if you get up and go ride a bike, I'll, I'll go. I'll go do that. So I can certainly do that. And actually, we're going to talk about a place we could ride a bike in just a moment. Uh, just a moment, uh, real quick. Talk about that in just one moment. But look, my word from the holiday is going to be roads. Uh, I'm going to bore you real quick. Start off on Christmas Day. Had a wonderful time. Obviously, Santa Claus visited our home, uh, just like everybody else out there. Had a nice time there. And then at two o'clock, we left and went to New Albany. From New Albany on the 26th, we went from New Albany to Franklinton, Louisiana. We were there on the 26th. From the 20 on the 29th, myself, my wife, and uh, Hannah Grace left on the 29th. Came back to Hernando for us to take a group, Hannah Grace, and a group of five girls to Nashville. So we were in Nashville mm-hmm. on the 30th. Spent two days in Nashville. Then on the first, woke up, left at 6 a.m., drove from Nashville to New Orleans, all the way down for the Sugar Bowl. Picked my son up uh, in Louisiana. But man, my word is roads because uh, we kept the roads hot all holiday long. Absolutely had a wonderful time. Like you mentioned, the game was a lot of fun. Again, not our outcome that we wanted, but when it's all said and done, uh, it's about, uh, I mean, bowl games are supposed to be a celebration for a team, celebration Mm -hmm. for a group of fans, and uh, Ole Miss definitely did that. They came out, showed out, had a really, really nice crowd, and um, just really had a wonderful time, but a great time with my son, which is good, and actually, I want to wish him a happy birthday, a belated birthday. So look, we were in Nashville for my daughter's 18th birthday, so she is a New Year's Eve baby. Any of the podcast listeners that did not know that, uh, definitely a shout out to her. Happy birthday to her. Happy birthday to Wilson, who turned 15 yesterday. Derek, quick uh, quick update here. You and I talk all the time about the DMV. Uh, my wife makes an appointment for 3.30 to my son for, for Wilson to get his permit. Mm-hmm. Shows up at 3.30, and a nice lady there at the uh, DMV says, oh, we're not honoring appointments at this time. Uh, because I'm we're sorry? so yeah we're show, we're short staffed and we're not honoring appointments. You can make them, but we're not going to honor them. So my wife goes, well, what happens if I make an appointment tomorrow? Are you going to honor those versus just turning the appointments off? Okay. Well, but my thing is, is that if you are short staff, don't you want appointments? Because then you know when they'll be there, and then you know. Oh, so and then here's another thing. So then she said, "Well, you can get in line, but we 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 stop testing at four, so we probably won't get to you." They don't let anybody inside, so you have to sit outside in 35 degree weather and wait for the chance to go into the DMV. Nice, right? So you follow what, what I'm saying? Which DMV? What location? Uh, Nesbit, of course, the uh, infamous Nesbit DMV. Which um, so when we're thinking about going to Batesville and all that kind of stuff or whatever, but what I'm saying is, is we don't take appointments. We'll shut your appointments off. Go back to the old school of first come, first serve. Shut your appointments off versus like, sure, come on in. And there's nobody there to work or any kind of stuff like that. But anyway, this is the government we're dealing with. And we can, again, you just mentioned stuff about Omicron and and whatever. I mean, now can we even say, I mean, when you get tested, you're tested for Omicron, right? I mean, you're not even. I mean, you're tested for the coronavirus. I guess they're looking for whatever the protein is. But, I mean, that more. 
and it sounds like 99% of what you will right. have is the Omicron variant. Right, the yes. Omicron variant. That's right. Oh, okay. So, it'd be very interesting. Rhodes is my weekend from the holiday. Derek, you uh, you and I saw each other a decent amount during the holiday, and, and it sounds like you had a wonderful Merry Christmas, and I did too, and just uh, we are so, so blessed, you know, for sure, to live in Hernando. Uh, wonderful time uh, there with my family, your family down in Natchez, and then uh, the bowl game. Just uh, So, that's going to be our words from the weekend. Yours is resolutions. want to wish you uh, good luck on that. Uh, if I did do a resolution, for um, you know health issues, I, I blew that today. So uh, we'll just we'll, we won't need to talk about that. And then Rhodes was mine, so I'm I'm not the only person who traveled an absolute ton. It was nothing but old Miss cars all the way back on 55. Well, we we called it. We went down Saturday morning, so we only did a, a one day turnaround. So we done a Saturday morning, and once you got past south of Jackson, it was nothing but old Miss cars. And then on the way back, it was old Miss cars from New Orleans to DeSoto County line. Uh, along with uh, ice and snow, which yeah. was crazy. Yeah, that started. I, I, yeah, it was raining on me, and you were ahead of me, and were letting me know kind of what things were happening. Yeah, we barely talked about the weather. Had a, I mean, some places got as much as an inch. Well, yeah, yeah it melted mm-hmm. off yesterday, right? And so, it, you know, I guess it's a little talk about that. But I mean, we left New Orleans at nine thirty a.m. It was seventy-eight degrees. We got home at two forty-five, two fifty p.m. It was 28 degrees, 50-degree drop in five, five and a half hours. That's the way it is, man. I'm, that climate change, Derek. I'm going to blame the climate change. It's climate. Definitely, it's, it's, <laughs> it was a lot of climate change. Okay, whatever. A lot of climate coming I through on uh, Sunday. I got you. Look, before we jump into our Alderman meeting, which is our first Alderman meeting for 2022, let's give a quick praise. We've talked about it for the last six weeks. We mentioned Andrew Miller, the Alderman for War II, was adamant about, hey, I want to get this done. I want to get the tunnel from that – you know, goes underneath I-55 right there between Hernando Elementary and Hernando Middle and High School. He wanted to get some work done, and, man, they absolutely pulled it off. A four-inch thick sidewalk is on the right side of the tunnel now, which shouldn't affect the drainage, but definitely should help the kids get to, uh, you know, keep their shoes dry as they walk to school every day. And then we got the lighting that's going to be happening hopefully in the next uh, six, ten days or so mm-hmm. and uh, ready for that. But just uh, look, go look at it on Facebook. Find it on Facebook. They did a really nice job. If your child walks through the tunnel now, you should be very appreciative of what the Alderman did and were able to pull off in the last four weeks. And uh, they got it done. Yeah, and uh, so again, get the new bike, ride it through the there tunnel. That's what I'm saying. There's get the, there's the tunnel. The, we I have mean, a tunnel we can ride in now. Cannot wait. Cannot there wait. You go. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and talk about the first Alderman meeting of 2022. I would suspect it's not a crazy busy one. Had been a lot of things going on citywide as far as city business the last 10 days. But tell us about the Alderman meeting, Tuesday, January 4, 2022. Matt, they're going to call the meeting to order. They're going to say the prayer, the pledge. They're going to approve the consent agenda and the minutes from the last meeting. They're going to look at some utility dockets, and then they're going to call it a meeting. Okay. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> you know what? Hey, let's go ahead and do this. Why don't, here, like, let me like, just right. – nothing to it. This is right here. I'm looking at it. It's a one-page. I mean, it printed off two on mine. I had one, one word carry over the next page. It's a one-pager, and the majority of it is the consent agenda, which has basically already been discussed. Wow. Okay. Well, that's good. That was uh, That's probably the weakest uh, preview we've ever done. Well, I mean, we'll I, review it on Friday, whatever, if something comes up. Hey, well, no, they have been known to add yes, stuff yes. to the thing. If somebody came in and said, hey, man, I really got to get this done before the next two weeks, they may have to call an executive session. They've also done that before the beginning of the meeting. But right now, what is printed online as of January 4th, 2022, is basically consent agenda, utility adjustment docket, and adjourn. Derek, we've been told that just about every alder and definitely the mayor listen to this show. So if they listen to this show before the meeting tonight, here's the best thing to do. Short meeting, hopefully there's not a lot to it, but definitely tonight, uh, t- tonight, Arbor Day. Go ahead and be done with that. 
Okay. <laughs> Create Arbor Day. Get it done. <laughs> January 4, 2022. Arbor Day. That puts us ahead of all the other towns. It does. Uh, from a you, uh, tree city. You could city go ahead USA. and name it for April, which yes. does actually has an Arbor Day that you could put it on that Look, day. Wait, why do it with everybody that? else? No, I understand. Why do it with Derek? We're the only – I mean, come on, Derek. Hernando, Mississippi is known for two things. Arbor Day whenever we want and closing a Walmart. I mean, Closing a Walmart. Hey, closing – you know, is it, man, is it funny that the, the day after – Hernando froze over. The Walmart closes. I mean, that's this is I mean, right there. Oh, right, right. okay. You see that right there? See, okay. So it, it, we, we freeze over. Right. Walmart closes. So it's not Omicron. It's, oh, my God, the ice. Yeah, I mean, it, it, could, be be a, it could be a, a Armageddon-type situation okay. here. Has nothing no. to do with the trucks not being able to get here ice-wise? Okay. Nope. Noticing a pattern. But um, <laughs> not that we're accusing anybody of anything. I'm sure the manager of Walmart. Uh, look, if Walmart would ever want to <laughs> sponsor the UTW podcast, we would certainly listen to that. Yes, we um, would. Yes, yeah, so I think Mr. Brian Couch would probably be okay if they <laughs> if they offered a big check. I don't I don't necessarily know. But uh, under the water tower info at gmail.com, uh, Mr. Manager of Walmart, should you ever want to uh, be an advertiser with the UTW podcast well Derek let's quickly move over to uh, some really good news coming out about the sales tax collected by the city so far uh, record numbers Derek what you got yes yeah, so, uh, the mayor and we've talked about this before he's been talking about how last year we had the biggest year uh, in sales tax I guess the, the most collected ever for the city of Hernando we we mentioned that at least two times on this podcast well we're already above those numbers for the first part of this year. Now, remember, the year starts over July 1st for the state. So any kind of the sales tax obviously goes to the state. So this is all from state reporting. So since July 1st of 2021 until November 30th of 2021, the sales tax was $2,155,146 compared to $1,885,000 for the same five months last year. So that means that it was an increase of $270,000, a little around about 14, 15%, somewhere around in there, increase from the record year last year. So again, we're already 270 to the good uh, over a record year last year. Obviously, the mayor's uh, happy about it, came out with a couple comments in the paper talking about um, that the you know retailers are seeing the great increase in their sales. And obviously, it'll only continue uh, now with Mackinville Road and Get Well and on I-269. He talks about the, the Mackinville Road again, uh, the, that entrance coming into the city and all the stuff that's going to go there. And so he says that because the city conservatively you know, does their budgets they always say okay they kind of keep things flat you know they don't ever want to say oh we're going to be five percent up ten percent up well right now they're 12 to 15 percent up and you know not not, not say that's a care for the rest of the year but it's a great start and he you know he kind of mentioned well if this continues then we can either start set up a rainy day fund or we can meet some other needs like paving more roads maintaining the city's fire rating park improvements maybe hiring some more police officers all the stuff that they look at everything that the city does Everything will be open for the, the alderman to look at and put on the table maybe later on this year. We already know that they've hired half of the new employees that they had budgeted in October or started to, putting the, um, I guess, the ads out there to hire them. The other half will go in April. That's already been decided upon. So now they may even look to do more above that next summer. So we'll see. But anyway, that's uh, kind of great news that uh, every, it seems like everybody's shopping through the October, November time period, the, that early Christmas season. And remember, this does not include December. So the early Christmas shopping season, awesome. late yeah. fall, already picking up over last year. And we hopefully, you know, if you're going to shop, if you know you can get it at Walmart when it's open in Hernando or at Kroger or at the hardware store or any of the shops in and around the square, please shop here first or try to go here first before you go outside because it, it means a whole lot to the city. Uh, and like you said, they, they uh, you know, try and do their budgets conservatively. So if we're way, you know, 15, 18% ahead, that's awesome. Uh, really, really good thing. And, and I'm, you know, 
we've said it numerous times here. I like the idea of hiring the new police officers and being able to sustain them. Mm-hmm. That's something that's very interesting. Getting up to that number that's needed that they use the algorithm with a city our size. Uh, for me, that's something that's really, really important. So really glad about that. That's going to take care of the local news for us real quick. We are going to do that. Let's do this, Derek. Uh, give us a quick update right, right quick. The state of Mississippi has been approved. They were awarded through the COVID-19 pandemic over the last two years. They were awarded from an education standpoint $1.6 billion billion dollars. Derek, tell us about that. And then let's dig a little deeper and give more updates about it on Friday as well. Tell uh, us sounds, about that. Yeah, sounds good. So $1.6 billion is done. Now this is, they submitted the plan back late, I believe mid to late summer. We kind of mentioned on here, there was, you know, several million for this, several million for this, uh, that was sent to the federal to the federal government well the federal government signed off on it so the u.s department of education has signed off on the 1.6 billion dollars how mississippi has said that they're going to spend it uh 1.08 billion was received in late march of 2021 the remaining 543 million was received basically the last day of the year so they we now have received the entire 1.6 billion uh the plan that we that they sent to the feds included in-person learning increased individual and small group tutoring summer enrichment program and the state's telehealth program for mental health counseling which is some of the i guess the things that were put and submitted to the feds for approval it was all approved the 1.6 billion dollars so basically this legislative session they can start spending those monies signing off on those checks going to the different programs that they sent to the fed we've been you know we talked about we've gotten four billion we've gotten six billion you know in different funds and that's what the states received you know four billion is still left to spend that they'll be talking about this first three months of the year but uh, you know, it's good to see some of this money that we've been receiving or been promised finally starting to come back out and, and uh, being received by the individuals or the businesses or the different you know categories that they're supposed to go to. So the legislature for the state of Mississippi started yesterday, mm-hmm. and that runs for about three months. Or are they it's just- supposed to you know technically sign down. They're supposed to sign down about March thirty first. That I think that actually did happen last year or this right. past year. I think that um, you know it kind of regular that they go to like the first second week of April. You may have some carryover stuff. They've been as late as May or June because they've been arguing about things or maybe get sent home April 1st and then have to come back in June for special sessions. Per rule, it needs to be try to be done by March 31st. We will do the research that most people don't like to do or pay attention to. Derek, you do a really good job of keeping up with what's going on there in the legislature. DeSoto County, one of the reasons the UTW podcast exists is because we really felt like DeSoto County and Hernando area does not get the coverage it needs out of Jackson. So we can kind of keep up to keep uh, listeners kind of up to speed, maybe about some really good things that are happening and maybe about some different things that uh hey we might need to pay attention to this it may not go uh quite along with uh, a lot of our values here in the state of mississippi so something to kind of keep up so uh we'll definitely do that but 1.6 billion dollars is definitely nothing to sneeze at used correctly used wisely some of the covid things like we've talked about numerous times you're in banking uh, pretty conservative fiscally thinking um it just is what it is. Yeah. I mean, it, it happened. The signatures went through, whether it was Trump that signed it, whether it was Biden that signed it, the money was there. And, and you know, if, if somebody's going to, it's supposed to get spent. So state of Mississippi is pursuing it and definitely happening. So uh, we teased it a little bit earlier. We teased it that we had a new relationship when it comes to a new advertiser. We're so appreciative to welcome on to the UTW podcast, Holland Insurance. Holland Insurance was founded in 1981 and has been staffed with local industry experts who are eager to make a difference in every life they touch, whether it's business 
Auto, Home, Health, President Jerry Holland and his team, which includes Bruce Robinson as Vice President. Bruce Robinson is a local alderman. Uh, Bruce, uh, we thank you so much for being an advertiser and partnering with us here at the UTW Podcast. Holland Insurance, again, been open since 1981. As an independent agent, Holland Insurance Agency can work through some of the largest insurance companies all across the country, nationwide, State Auto, MetLife, Travelers, Blue Cross Blue Shield, Humana, Cigna. There's tons and tons of different options for you when you work with Holland Insurance. They're not tied to just one company. Ready to serve you anywhere in DeSoto County? Give them a call at 662-895-5528. That's 662-895-5528. Again, home, life, auto, health, anything you can think of insurance related, and they are ready to serve you commercially anytime. Before we move on, I would like to say this, and I won't say it maybe on every ad, but I will say this. If you're an insurance agent, someone with an insurance license in the state of Mississippi or Tennessee, reach out to Holland Insurance. They are hiring and they are very interested in talking with someone highly motivated, personal, ready to work. 662-895-5528. That's 895-5528. Again, welcome Holland Insurance to the UTW Podcast. The secret is out. North Point Christian is DeSoto County's most popular private school destination. North Point will be hosting their next Sunday open house this Sunday, January 9th at 2 p.m. Again, their next open house, the first of 2022, this Sunday, January 9th at 2 p.m. They encourage prospective families to come and see why families in three states, 28 cities, and 41 zip codes have made North Point DeSoto County's largest and most desirable Christ-centered college preparatory school. Interested families should reserve their spot today by contacting the Director of Admissions, Ms. Sheila Sharon, at 662-349-5127. Again, 662-349-5127. They invite you to get ready to make the switch and join the North Point family. North Point goes back to this morning. They went back this morning. They went back this morning. Yes, gotcha. No, no ice issues or anything like no that. Lighting. No, no delayed opening or anything like that. Full, full. Yeah, kids full were really, really excited. Man, they were fired up, fired up. <laughs> and Lisa went back morning. yesterday. Yeah, she went back yesterday. Like a in-service day, whatever they call gotcha. it, yes. Gotcha. Well, good luck, North Point Trojans, uh, as you finish up uh, the school year. Good luck in the rest of the winter and spring semesters. Look, if you're looking to travel this winter or spring, if you have spring break plans coming up, please reach out to Mobile Car and Van Rental, located at the corner of Commerce and McCracken, right here in Hernando. Megan and her team can help you with any of your travel needs, cars, pickup trucks, vans, cargo vans. If you need to turn a car into uh, the body shop or have a repair, we specialize in daily, weekly, or monthly rentals. If you need something for a month, that's that's the way to definitely get the best bang for your buck. Give me a call, 662-469-4555. That's 662-469-4555. Again, mobile car and van rental, the only car rental place in Hernando. Do not drive to South Haven. Do not drive north of the state line. Please consider using the only local car rental place, mobile car and van rental. Middle of our Tuesday show leads us into the Soto County Fact of the Week. The Soto County Fact of the Week given to us each and every week by Rob Long and his team at the DeSoto County Museum located across the street from Bank Corp South, soon to be changed to Cadence Bank. Can we go ahead and say that? I mean, we can say it. We can it's, say it's, it. Okay. We're, we're <laughs> officially Cadence Bank signed. You will not see new signage 
until probably fourth quarter this year. Okay, so by the end of the year, it'll be Cadence Bank. So it's Bank Corp South for as long as possible. Right across the street is the Soda County Museum. Open Tuesday through Saturday, 9 to 5. Rob Long and his team would love to show you all around the DeSoto County Museum, the wonderful exhibits, the wonderful memorabilia, and things all about DeSoto County. Get by and visit Rob and his team sometime very soon. DeSoto County Fact of the Week this week, Derek, consists of a very, very famous thing in Hernando. Tell us about it. We are under the Water Tower podcast, and so I would say that most Hernandonians believe that the Water Tower would be the most recognizable feature in Hernando. I would venture to say the second the, the item of today, our fact of the week today, would be the second most visible thing or, or, or recognizable thing in Hernando, and that is the... Is it Mobile Corn Van Rental? <laughs> Corner of Commerce and McCracken. <laughs> I'm going to say that's not it. It's Sorry. For, I, I'm, I'm going to say if, if, if you said, okay, name two or three things that you know, uh, sites that you know about Hernando. The second one would probably be the old billboard just north of the high school that uh, sits there right on the interstate and uh, everybody passes by and is like, well, why is that billboard so old and has nothing on it? Why didn't somebody put money into putting something on that billboard? Well, that billboard has been there, Matt. There we, uh, Rob Long has sent us an article from June 14th of 1984. Wow, okay. June 14th of 84 is when that billboard went up. There, uh, He sent us the article. So on that day, Alonzo Ryan of Yancey Signed Company of Memphis was putting the finishing touches on the billboard advertising Hernando's attractions to possible tourists traveling on the interstate. The sign, which was a collaborative effort between the Hernando Area Chamber of Commerce and the city of Hernando, two things that we deal with often, is located on the east side, of course, of 55, just north of the Hernando exit. DeSoto Countyan Matt Lipscomb and his insurance agency partner, Memphian John Pitts, donated the use of their billboard to the chamber and the city. So Lipscomb and Pitts own, personally own the billboard. Uh, they donated it to the city, and the city was able to put it. Man, I look at the sign. I don't know if how many uh, people listening remember what it looked like. It actually said Hernando. Uh, it then said motel, restaurants, and campgrounds. And I think what you see right now is basically the campground still left. Uh, Hernando had the picture of Hernando Soto's head, our logo. And then it said Hernando Chamber of Commerce underneath that, along with a picture on the left-hand side, if you're looking at it, that said Arkabutla Lake, this exit, and it looks like a guy in a canoe paddling into the sunset. So that was the original sign, again, was up in 1984. Uh, does not currently look like what it did then now, uh, but it is still there and a very recognizable site as you're going south on 55 right there off the Hernando exit. Just a very, I mean, it's, um, like you said, water tower first, and then uh, this campground, I say campground because that, to me that's the only word that's, that's the still, only word that's left. Right, the only word that's left. I mean, just, that's a definitely a uh, a huge part of Hernando for sure. Look, if you don't know where it is, uh, you know, there's a particular ad we're about to read uh, right close to their um, spot. I mean, if you're sitting in their parking lot, you can see this billboard. But what a neat fact of the week. Uh, thank you, Rob, for that wonderful fact of the week. I mean, that's all, I love learning things about DeSoto County for sure, but I also really, really enjoy the things all about Hernando, something that makes Hernando uh, special. So we really appreciate DeSoto County Museum every Tuesday through Saturday, open 9 to 5 right there across from Bank Corp South, as long as we can call it that, right there on, on Commerce Street. Get by and visit Rob today. Derek, because I made mention to it a second ago, if you're sitting in their parking lot, you can see this particular billboard that you just read about. And of course, I'm speaking about the Soto Family Dental Care. 
DeSoto Family Dental Care has been a presence under the water tower with over 60 years of combined dental experience. Dr. Seymour, Dr. Paroli, and Dr. Trotter are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile. DFDC makes use of modern technology such as digital scanning, intraoral cameras, digital x-rays, and autoclave sterilization. An in-house lab allows your dentist to be fully involved in the lab process from beginning to end. You can be confident that the goal of each staff member is to create a comfortable environment to provide you with relaxing, personalized dental care. Visit their office today to see the difference or give them a call at 429-5239. That's 662-429-5239. They are the official dentists of the UTW podcast. You should consider making them yours. Since 2001, Green King Spray Services has been helping home and business owners enjoy lush, healthy, weed-free outdoor living spaces. They refuse to settle for the status quo, continuously researching and testing the very latest methods, products, and strategies to ensure that your lawn looks better than the other guys. With technicians trained and educated, with hours of continuing education and seminars each year, Green King is committed to doing everything they can to make and keep you satisfied. You can reach them at 662-892-8419, again 662-892-8419, or visit them on their website at greenkingspray.com. Remember, if you want it green, call the king. Coming out of the holidays, if you're looking for uh, moving on to your next home project, something on the outside of your home or business, please consider contacting Richard Williams and his team at Williams Services. Williams Services is a veteran-owned and operated business with years of experience in lawn care, landscaping, mulching, and so much more. Owner Richard Williams and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor home needs. Services include leaf removal, tree trimming, winter cleanup, soon to be spring cleanup. If you need some help on the outside of your home, give Richard a call. No job too small, no job too large. If he can't do it, he'll help you find someone who can. Call him at 662-292-8855. That's 662-292-8855. Or find more information about Richard on Facebook at Williams Lawn Services. That's Williams Lawn Services on Facebook. Well, Derek, a lot of basketball took place over the last uh, week or so. A lot of basketball, some good tournament play, uh, definitely for some of the teams that we cover. But before we get there, let's give a quick shout-out to a young lady playing for the North Point Lady Trojans, who I'm sure had a lot to do with the success they had over the holiday. And uh, she's going to be continuing her education and continuing to dribble a little bit. What you got? That's right. Isabella Carlson, uh, she's the point guard, uh, senior point guard for the Lady Trojans, has signed to play basketball at Blue Mountain College to continue her athletic and her academic career. So, again, if you've never seen North Point play, she's, you know, as a typical point guard, she's not very tall, uh, but she's kind of like a little water bug, um, able to move around and does a very unselfish uh, what you want your point guard to be. She is definitely looking to pass first, uh, try to hit the open person. I've seen her make some pretty outstanding no-look passes. Um, and, uh, again, just uh, – and she's also very quiet, uh, never calls attention to herself, just a, a wonderful young lady. And so we want to say congratulations to Isabella Carlson. Also, she also goes by Izzy, Izzy Carlson, on her uh, signing to Blue Mountain College to have her college paid for to both play basketball and to continue her academic career. Oh, absolutely. And most of the, uh, most of the people that are probably going to go – play sports at Blue Mountain or definitely maybe even going deeper in their faith. So definitely want to encourage that to her. So congratulations, Izzy, on signing with Blue Mountain. And we really, really look forward to a wonderful thing, wonderful future for you uh, here. And congratulations from the UTW Podcast. 
And next, we'll start with North Point, as we usually do. Uh, we're going to mention both the girls and the boys for each school as we talk. So first, we'll start uh, up north with the girls. The North Point girls were supposed to play in the Fayette Academy Tournament over the Christmas break, but the girls' side of the tournament was canceled due to some of the teams getting COVID. The Lady Trojans scrambled around and accepted a spot in the Carnival Dragonfire Tournament at the last minute and had their first game on Monday, the 26th. Very cool name, by the way. Oh, it is a very yeah, fantastic name. In the first round of the tournament, the Trojans won when the team they were supposed to play had to forfeit due to COVID. There we go. They played in the winner's bracket that night, so same day, that night against Father Ryan out of Nashville. The Trojans led each quarter, but Father Ryan pulled within two points at the end of the third quarter. However, the Trojans pulled away in the fourth, winning – 46 to 37. Briley Faith Cherry led the way with 17 points. Izzy Carlson had 13, and Bethany Wright had 10. This win put them in the semifinals where they played Covington High School. This game was tight and back and forth for three quarters, with the Trojans taking a 34 to 30 lead into the fourth quarter. The Lady Trojans outscored the Lady Chargers 11 to 4 in the fourth to win 45 to 34. Bethany Wright had 13 points. Briley Faith Cherry had 12, and Izzy Carlson had 12. Uh, in that game, the ladies now face the host Carnival Lady Dragons in the finals. This was the most physical game of the three that the Trojans played, and the Trojans put themselves in a hole 11-2 to at the end of the first quarter. The Trojans slowly fought back all game and entered the fourth quarter down 27-24. to However, Carnival would maintain that margin and add one more to win by a final score of 35-31, to very low-scoring defensive game to take the championship. Bethany Wright had 12, and Izzy Carlson had 10 in the game, and both were named to the all-tournament team. The Lady Trojans are now 11-2 on the year and have a district game tonight at home versus St. George's. Good luck uh, on that district game. I mean, you know, good success. You got to play some schools that are bigger than you. I mean, you're going against Carrierville, a, right. a really, really large school and a large team uh, for the championship. And, you, you know, you came out with a, a hard-fought loss, but uh, still great experience right there. You went from having a canceled tournament to having, you know, three games, you know, win that – that the COVID win, but, I mean, three games of hard-fought basketball. So, I mean, and, a, and an extremely nice gym. That's what you said. You, you had said that Collierville's uh, gym is absolutely gorgeous, well, I, which I, makes I, me excited because I cannot wait for what Hernando's gym is going to look like. It is um, awesome. Matt, I cannot – first first high school gym I've ever seen that has a, a second level. Yeah, second I level. I mean, it's, uh, it's massive. Now, on the boys' side, uh, the, the Trojans did not fare as well, losing both their games in the Fayette Academy Tournament – the boys' side was not canceled, and they did play. Twitter did not report from this tournament, so I did not have any stats other than the fact that they, they went two and out. But they will also re-enter district play tonight versus St. George's, and we will have stats on that on Friday. Next, going down to Lewisburg. The Lewisburg girls hosted the Lewisburg High School Holiday Hoops Classic and opened up the tournament with a with H.W. Byers. This was a good warm-up and an easy win uh, over the Lady Lions, 46-14. to being a four-team tournament, this put them in the finals against South Haven. In the finals, the Lady Patriots showed up and showed out to win convincingly against the Lady Chargers, 50-32. to Allison Irby had 16 points, and Allie Carroll had 13 points. A great win and a great tournament championship for the Lady Patriots. 
On the boys' side, the boys obviously also hosted the tournament and also faced H.W. Byers in the first game. They were not as successful as the girls, losing the first outing 66-46. to This knocked the boys down to the third-place game where they played Lake Cormorant, who had lost to South Haven in the opening matchup. The Patriots came out fast and led throughout the game to win 53-42, to laid by Hayden Drumright, who had a game-high 24 points to help pull the Patriots to the third-place finish. The boys finished the first part of the basketball season 10-8 and and will be back in action tonight versus a tough Pontotoc team. Congrats to both Lady Patriots and Patriots for a successful tournament. Now, finally, in Hernando, under the water tower, uh, for the girls, the Lady Tigers played in the New Hope basketball tournament last week. Their first game was against Noxaby County. Hernando came out strong, leading 14-4 at the end of the first quarter. But Noxaby held them to four points in the second quarter to take a 19-18 lead at halftime. Noxaby County held them to another four points in the third to extend the lead to 34-32. Hernando found their offense in the fourth, but came up just short, losing 42-38. Abby Harrison led the way with 21 points, and Demaya Cummings added 11. This put them in the loser's bracket against Startville. Against Startville, the Lady Tigers took a halftime lead of 19-13 and maintained that lead the rest of the game to a 50-34 win, and that gave them the third-place trophy. Leading the way was Demaya Cummings with 16 points and Abby Harrison, who had 14 points. Their next game is Friday versus Horn Lake in the first round of district play. So no game tonight. No game tonight. Finally, the boys. The boys played in a separate tournament just down the road in Senatobia at Magnolia Heights. Their first game was against Bayou Academy. Hernando led at halftime 27-18, but Bayou Academy figured something out on offense and took the lead 43-38 at the end of the third, and the Tigers ended up losing 63-55. There were no stats given out for, the, for points scored. In the second game, the Tigers again took a halftime lead of 25-23. to This time they were able to hold on to the victory, 57-51. to uh, This was against Magnolia Heights. Again, no stats. Uh, as the girls, they will start with Horn Lake and District this Friday. Well, for the teams we cover, it is uh, getting started. I mean, it's time to get uh, district play happening. January, February is when you're going to have your district, and that sets everything up for the playoffs. Good luck to the North Point Trojans and Lady Trojans, Lewisburg Patriots and Lady Patriots, and definitely the Under the Water Tower team, the Hernando Tigers and Lady Tigers. Um, Derek, I'm going to predict uh, Lady Tigers will make the playoffs. I don't know if the Hernando Tigers can can get there. I'm not sure <laughs> if that's possible. But, uh, you know, look, that's all about district doesn't matter what you did, five wins, 10 wins, 15 wins prior to district. All that matters is that district play. So good luck to all the men and women as we get started. Derek, also getting started uh, soccer, coming back on the men's and women's soccer. will get started tonight. The Hernando girls and boys, I know, play because uh, I'm a slave to the uh, press box. It's going to be a little hours. chilly. A little chilly. Uh, I think the temperature will be in the, th- in the, in the mid-30s yeah. uh, for yeah. sure. So uh, definitely uh, looking forward to that. So look, if you're interested, maybe get you a heater, maybe put on a jacket, come out and support the Hernando girls and boys. I I believe the girls game starts at five boys game will start probably around seven o'clock right after that so good luck to the hernando tigers tonight when it comes to soccer and we'll update that on friday well look if you enjoy our show we're really really glad to be back for 2022 got some major plans hopefully we continue to uh, grow and continue to be able to report a lot of things right here under the water tower and if you enjoy what you hear please 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 share it share it on facebook share it with your friends and family share it on hernando happenings please as we continue to grow as I mentioned, find us on Facebook at UTW Podcast, on Instagram at UTW Podcast, and on Twitter at UTW Pod. If you enjoy our show, 
Give us a five-star review wherever you can hear our voice. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to our show, give us a five-star review that simply helps us move up in the ranks of local podcasts. If you enjoy the UTW podcast, you definitely will enjoy OB Pod covering the eastern side of DeSoto County. They cover Lewisburg, Olive Branch, and Center Hill. Those are the three schools that they discuss most, but they definitely give you all kinds of information, all kinds of updates on the eastern side of DeSoto County. That's going to be OB Pod. Wherever you hear listen to our show, they're going to be on the same platform. So look them up. Well, as we close our show, uh, many of you are going to recognize our closing music. It's going to be the Golden Girls theme uh, with a little bit of a special touch. Derek and I, this is, this is not Derek and I singing over the Golden no, Girls theme. No, no, you, you may think it at first, but it, <laughs> it is not. But uh, look, everybody knows what I'm talking about. Miss Betty White, 99 years old, just a couple of weeks shy of her 100th birthday. Uh, Derek, I, I have fallen asleep over the last 20 years of marriage. I have fallen asleep to thousands of nights of the golden girls in the background yeah my lisa and i guess heather the whole family i guess uh loves watching that show and she has seen every episode and which means i've seen probably at least half those episodes and it's a it was a funny show oh absolutely i I mean i watched it in the 80s off and on too but it was an absolutely funny show and just you know obviously she was by far the last one and it's just very, very sad to hear about her passing New Year's Eve. Right, exactly. So Miss Betty White, 99 years old, just a life well lived. I mean, just an absolute, um, for lack of a better word, just a rock star when it comes to, um, you know, the last, the last, she was she was in TV before TV existed. Yeah. Literally. Yes. In TV before TV yes. existed. That is absolutely phenomenal. Again, hats off to a, a life well lived. And then Derek, as sports fans, you and I are uh, say goodbye to John Madden, who was a massive, I mean, he was the voice of 80s, 90s, and early 2000s football um if you watch the nfl john madden was uh, your sunday afternoon there's no other way to put it uh was just a massive massive icon and star you were going to watch the game he was calling and of course he made i mean i mean the games have always been big on thanksgiving but he made the thanksgiving whatever game he was calling on thanksgiving the game right he literally made uh, a career uh, um, from a broadcasting standpoint by making hardly any sense half the time i mean really really but just it was very a lot of the enthusiasm effects, a yes. lot of marker usage yeah. with the, with the you know drawing the stuff that, on the screen yeah. he was the first one to do that and then uh the all Madden team setting up, you know, just giving people names and, and awards and accolades, and then uh, the turkeys, the turkeys at Thanksgiving, yep. you know, whoever got the uh, the MVP of the game, we get the turkey. Absolutely. So just a uh, great, great. Loved watching him all the time. Yeah, I mean, he created – I mean, basically, Fox uh, NFL football, he was that for years and years. And then Dan Reeves. Dan Reeves was the coach of the uh, uh, Denver Broncos back when we were kids. Uh, They went to four AFC championships before before they finally broke through. I mean, Dan Reeves was a heck of a good football coach. A lot, a lot of football. Uh, The massive games that he used to have in the AFC championship with the uh, Broncos against the Browns and that type stuff. So, Dan Reeves, another sports icon that we said goodbye to over the weekend. Kind of comes in threes, Derek, as you mentioned off fair kind of comes in three so uh look uh, you know all i can take away from those people is this they they died i think dan reese was in the 70s john madden's 80s and then betty white in their 90s i mean live life to the fullest and those, oh yeah absolutely they seem to do that i mean john madden especially and then betty white was just a uh, a staple on tv literally until you know since its inception so Man, just uh, congratulations if, you, if you're younger i mean you probably knew who she was and and you know maybe you saw some shows or maybe you watched the golden girls with your parents or even grandparents but YouTube her, YouTube some of her interviews, just absolutely fan. I mean, I could laugh and I mean, she she was extremely smart and she was extremely well timed with her responses, with her comments. And so again, I, I I encourage you just to do maybe a fifteen or twenty minute rabbit hole down YouTube, not not on the shows, but on the actual interviews when you can see she always. 
a couple of her, the basically in Golden Girls, absolutely, but even the sitcom before that, she always plays somebody that maybe was not the smartest person in right, the room. Sure which was the complete opposite of what she actually was. Right. So you could see her face and her expressions and the way she times her cutting comments so perfectly. It just, I love, I mean, even in 94 years old on Oprah interviews and stuff, she is still giving it just, I mean, completely coherent in everything that she did. And I just really loved watching her. Absolutely. So uh, shout out to those three people on the loss of them over the, uh, the holidays, people that influenced me and Derek uh, definitely growing up and even right up until now. I mean, Betty White, I think Derek, I would describe her as in on the joke from a standpoint of she knows how blessed she is. She does not take herself too seriously. And I think we could all uh, maybe learn from that. You know, well, if you can't laugh at yourself or what's going on in your situation, uh, man, what, what are we doing? Well, I mean, she was meta before there was meta, basically. I and mean, that's what she was. Whatever meta is again. <laughs> That's going to be that new Facebook thing. Well, look, we appreciate you tuning in back in. 2022, kicking off with the UTW Podcast. We hope you'll come on this journey with us. Please, please, please share, share, share with friends, family. Tell them all about the UTW Podcast. We will do our absolute best to entertain you. Well, Derek, if there's nothing else, I'm Matt. And I'm Derek. Join us next time under the water tower. Thank you for being afraid. Oh, oh, yeah. Travel down the road. So we started from the bottom, now we're here, girl. Oh, yeah. This is my butt right here.